welcome back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed Hi! Now that all the October madness is out of our systems and in the rearview mirrors, we welcome everybody back to Fewercast, our Film Effect weekly entertainment recap podcast where we break down all the latest news and movies and sort of unwind as the five of us, or four in this instance, get together each week. It's been a serious minute, but it's good to be back with everybody, and I'm real excited to shoot this shit once again. So, without wasting any more time, I'm Ed, and with me are the usual suspects, starting with Jocelyn. Hello. Hey, hey. Andrew. Greetings and salutations. And Justin. Hey, now. Unfortunately, Corey's still out with an illness, and we continue to support him send him our best wishes but like i said it's good to be back so without further ado let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip i may have some breaking news for you elliot before we get into the thick of things how was everybody's halloween it was nice i just took my youngest out trick-or-treating around our neighborhood it was kind of i was trying to think about it, it rained yesterday i was trying to think if there was any other Halloween in recent memory where it rained like during the whole trick-or-treating thing and I couldn't think of one. No, not at all. I mean, my daughter's almost 10 and there's never been one at all. I was was telling people that last night. I was like, this is seriously like the first time I've ever gone trick-or-treating with my own kids and it rained. Yeah, it was pretty weird. I mean, at least it wasn't like freezing though, you know? It was like... A little tolerable with a yeah yeah with an umbrella it was like okay yeah absolutely i don't know how yeah. the kids were running around with like no umbrellas <laughs> like yeah, it, it my, son my son was soaked mine yeah. too it didn't bother him one bit <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah, most, uh, most of the kids in my neighborhood weren't using umbrellas i was actually quite surprised so i was helping handing out candy and whatnot so you know it didn't really rain that much here i don't know about you guys i mean it rained around I don't know, 6, 6.30 when trick-or-treating started, it seemed. Um, it was kind of coming down steadily, but then like after about 15, 20 minutes, it kind of tapered off and was sort of just misty and spitting the rest of the night. Yeah, it was on and off. And then around like 8, 8.30, it just kind of stopped and cleared up. Um, I don't know what it is about trick-or-treating in general. I don't know about you guys. I'm speaking just firsthand from my neighborhood 
Like, I just feel like over the last five, six years, each year, we've gotten less and less trick-or-treaters. Now, I know COVID didn't really help things a couple years back, and I know that also played into last year as well. But I kind of expected, you know, kind of a steady turnout this year. I mean, I knew the rain was coming. We all expected it because they were calling for it. It wasn't like it was a big surprise. But, you know, still, it's Halloween. We only get this night once a year. And I'm just, it's its disheartening when you're out there, you know. I, I like to personally do a little bit of both because Madeline, you know, she's 14, about to be 15. So, like, her trick-or-treating years are becoming, you know, less and less of a thing. So I tried to go out with her for a little bit because she had her friends all come over and her boyfriend was over and they all went out. And uh, I went out with them for, you know, a few minutes. But then I came back and was like cooking dinner and handing out candy. I like to do everything because Halloween is like my favorite day of the year. So and it was nice for me. I actually got off work around 1130 yesterday morning. So I pretty much had the rest of the day to myself and like just being free. It was just it was nice, you know. Again, one of the one of the good things I like about this new job is having my, my personal time back. I'm not just, you know, every other day going into work from one to ten is pretty much consuming my entire day. Now I go in nice and early and I'm off nice and early. So yesterday was no different and uh, I actually got to enjoy Halloween. And I um it actually felt like a uh, like it it felt I don't know, some years, like, it just doesn't even feel like Halloween. Like, it just comes and goes so quickly, and, you know, it, it, yes, yesterday, it, it, I don't know about you guys, personally, it just, it felt like actual, like, I, I was actually celebrating, you know, the Halloween uh, holiday. And um, another thing, too, it always, you know, we always go through, like, months leading up to this day, and it just comes and goes, like, so quickly. Yesterday felt like a fitting full day. Like it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel like, you know, you blink and then all of a sudden it's 930 and it's time to, you know, unwind and go to sleep. And it's like, no, none of that. Like it actually, I, I got to, maybe it has to do with me being able to actually, you know, have a little bit of fun and some some time and not working. But it did, the time was definitely in my favor yesterday. It didn't feel like the day just went by quickly. It felt like an actual full day for me. So, but again, I enjoyed it. I, I had a really nice Halloween holiday. So, you said you handed out candy, Andrew? Yes, I was also off yesterday, and I sat down and I watched Nightmare on Elm Street three because that's my favorite horror film ever. So, yeah, I, I had a collection of horror movies I, I marathoned between that and Dawn of the Dead, but I just didn't get around to watching Dawn of the Dead. So, but I watched Halloween. To keep it in season. Yeah, I watched Halloween. I watched Halloween 3. Um, I threw on the fun house. I threw on the thing because you got to watch the thing. And then I kind of capped the night off with my annual viewing of Trick or Treat. So, you know, I do that. A lot of, most of the time it's background noise, but I like to have horror on, on Halloween. So, yeah, that's that's cool. What'd you get into, Justin? Uh, just like I said, took my son out trick-or-treating. My daughter's also 15. She had a friend come over and they trick-or-treated. Uh, like, we don't get anybody in our house, but that's because if you walk up about five minutes up the road to the next neighborhood, everybody kind of gathers there from, you know, the, the 
couple of neighborhoods around our area. Right. And, you know, we do our trick-or-treating there. So, um, yeah, so we just went up there with my youngest and took him around for a while and came home. And then he and my wife went over, some friends of ours that they'd have a party every Halloween. I didn't feel like going. I stayed home and I uh, I fell asleep on the couch watching Halloween Kills. <laughs> nice. And Jocelyn, how are the kids? It was fun. Yeah, Nola actually had a friend come. Like, we usually um, trick-or-treat with friends. Nola's been trick-or-treating with, like, the same family since, like, pre-K-3. So we do, like, their annual picture together just to see, you know, like, how the kids are growing and stuff. And, right, um, right. But, uh, but Nola actually had a... She dressed with her friend. She was a devil, and her friend was an angel. So they had to <laughs> trick-or-treat together. So... They were running the streets of Edgemere together, and you know, um, Gunner was his wild self. But um, but it was fun because Greg had off work. It was his last day of the year to take off, and it was nice having all of us together. Nice, nice. Oh. But to bring up though, I was gonna touch base on you said like the amount of trick or treaters has like gone down over the years. I think that has a lot to do with like trunk or treats now. It's like the yeah. newer thing that people what are the doing. the hell? All the churches and, and, and places what all do that. What is that exactly? Yeah. I, they say it's like, quote unquote, like a safe way for kids to trick or treat, which I mean, like oh, I get. Blow it out like, your ass. Have a little fun in life. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that's what we grew up on, like going house to house. I mean, you know. Exactly. You knock, you say trick or treat, you get your candy. You don't go up to people hanging out in the back of their cars and like, hey, you got it's it's kind of like a like a low key drug deal going on. <laughs> it's like, hey, you got them almond joys. <laughs> you know, I right, get the hell out of here. I mean, I never thought about that though. That's that's a good point, Jocelyn. Uh, hey, you know who had a really good Halloween holiday besides the four of us? Ethan Hawke. Did you guys see what he dressed up as yesterday? No, did not. He was the grabber. From Black Phone, he had the the the, the 70s get up, and he wore the mask. <laughs> You're looking at pictures from his Instagram right now. It's pretty cool. Like Ethan Hawke's just a fun guy. Like I would love to hang out with that dude. You know, he seems like he's got a lot on his mind, but then he just also likes to have fun. So I got a kick out of that. And then of course his uh, caption is "Life imitates art." So hopefully uh, you're not going out there killing killing kids, Ethan. But yeah, so, you know, not a lot of whole, not, you know, I, I know it's been a while, it's been a few weeks, but, uh, like, as far as news goes, I guess it's kind of been, like, this slow the last couple weeks, nothing much to talk about, but, you know, one thing did come across my, uh, my, my little desk yesterday, and that's, uh, this Crystal Lake prequel series for Peacock that Brian Fuller's doing with, uh, Victor Miller and Horror Inc., did you guys hear about this? Yeah, that's awesome about that. Doesn't sound like you give two shits about that, Justin. I'm not the biggest Friday the Thirteenth fan anyway. I just I don't get the love for that series. Um, you know, like some of them are fun to watch. Four is really three and four are the only two that I can say I actually like. Um, and isn't this like? Not, I think I read somewhere, and I could could be wrong. That this doesn't even really have anything to do with Jason. 
It does. Uh, people oh, were just assuming that when the the news broke because of what happened with the lawsuit this past summer. Because right. uh, Victor Miller ended up coming out victorious, and pretty much just people were just, oh my god, what's gonna happen now with Jason and everything, and they're gonna split See, it off, and it's it's a whole. Okay. Who's so, Victor Miller? I'm not a big enough. Victor Friday Miller wrote Friday the Thirteenth. Behind the scenes shit. He's an old man who was irrelevant until about three years ago when I guess maybe a lawyer friend told him a thing or two and he was like, oh, I may have rights to this script that I wrote that I could give two shits about? Okay. And took it to court and caused the whole uproar over the franchise. And it's been it's been ugly, to, to be perfectly honest. Um, hey, I mean, I, I, I'm not bitter. And, you know, I don't know Vic Miller, but... I don't know. It just to me personally, from from where I'm standing, he might be a great guy. He might mean well. I mean, I know there's a lot of people in the horror community that are in his favor, that are in his corner, just you know, cheering him on. And I get all that, but just from where I'm standing, it just looks like, dude, where have you been all these years? And now you're coming out of the woodwork, and it's 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 oh, you want to take Sean S. Cunningham to court? Like you know, say what you will about the guy. I don't I don't know him personally. You know, I hung out with him for a, for a little bit when I met him about 12 years ago at a convention. He was a good guy. And, you know, him and I joked, you know. Um, and, and and so, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. So Victor Miller is all of a sudden, now that he won this lawsuit, this case, uh, he's the executive producer of this series. And <laughs> this... Variety article also said that his lawyer is also a co-EP. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Brian Fuller's behind it. Um, you know, Brian Fuller's a big-time TV producer. Um, you know, Hannibal. This is pretty much his, his big calling card. So anyway, it's going to be a show produced by Peak. Or it's coming to Peacock, produced by A24 of all studios. And it's a prequel about obviously Camp Crystal Lake, uh, Pamela Voorhees, and how she runs it. And um, eventually, yes, there's going to be Jason. Um, I have a quote from Brian Fuller, uh, kind of clearing the air on this whole ordeal because people had questions when this news broke yesterday as to you know what can be used and what can't. Is Jason going to be there? Is Pamela? Is it going to follow the 80s films? So many questions. Rightfully so. So Victor, Victor, Brian Fuller said this. We can use everything. We can go to hell. We can go to space. That's not to say that we will do those things. Although if we do go to 10 seasons, I will be lobbying lobbying hard to go to space. A24 and Mike Toberoff, who is Victor Miller's lawyer, have beautifully and excruciatingly assembled all the Friday the 13th rights. As a streaming series, we have the rights to do everything underneath the Friday the 13th umbrella. The movie rights are a completely different thing. They are tied up at New Line and are super, super messy and probably won't be untangled anytime soon. But as far as us chickens in the television industry uh, roost, we have access to everything and Anything and everything that Friday the 13th has done up until this point. See, I'm not sure why the movies are all tied up. Because they've just been sitting there on the sideline ready this, ready, you know, for the word go. So they can start producing these fucking movies. Start churning them out. 
been 13 years since the last movie going on 14 now this is February um, and all of a sudden this TV series has all the free will to do whatever they want so and again, anyway Fuller couldn't say how far back in the Dvorak's timeline the show will be going which is when he said it will be more like a pre-remake you will he said Jason will be in the show and I think over the course of the series you will see many familiar manifestations of Jason Voorhees that's a direct quote so yes Jason will apparently be on the show by the sounds of things it won't be like anytime soon sounds like a thing where like the first season maybe two will set up like the Pamela Voorhees uh, ordeal and then once she gets that head top lob- cut off which they better fucking do they better commit to the uh, decapitation then I'm sure they'll bring in Jason the Defray and pretty much turn the show into a slasher, I guess? I mean, it's Jason Voorhees. How deep can you go in the mythos on this guy? He was a, a little boy who was mentally challenged and he couldn't swim and he drowned. Where's the backstory? The last time we tried giving him a backstory, Jason goes to hell, need I say more? Um... So yeah, as for as for my opinion on this, I mean, I know this is all very early. This is all maybe even too soon to have an opinion. But as a Friday the Thirteenth fan, of course I'm happy. I'm just skeptical. I have my guard up on this, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I, this was kind of the way I treated the Chucky show. And look how that turned out. So good things come to all those who good good things come to those who wait, and all that jazz. So um, we'll see. Andrew, how about you? What do you think about this? I mean, I'll watch it. I'm not overly excited for it. I do thoroughly enjoy Friday the Thirteenth. So, but I haven't really kept up on the backstory of it. But you know, I'll, I'll definitely watch a TV series dedicated around. Like you said, Child's Play obviously worked out. So. It never worked out in the late 80s, early 90s with these TV shows, but I feel like we've come a long way and have learned a lot of different techniques. So. And another thing, too, is how long are these seasons going to be? How many episodes are we talking? Is it going to be like 6, 8, 10, 12, something like that? Who knows? I mean, it, it, it's, it kind of is... It, it, it's kind of I a mean, big sh- deal because if the it's... Short- it, the shorter, yeah. the better, right? Yeah, I'm a 6 to 8 yeah. episode myself. Make it around that six to eight. I agree. You know, anything more than that, which is probably going to be probably going to be like a twelve episode season. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? It's a fucking. It's 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 literally a, a camp and a killer and counselors and you know, unless we're going to be time jumping and going back in time to learn more and more, you know, history on these things and shit. Like, I'm just. I got a guard and it's up. So we'll see what happens. Brian Fuller's so. got a good track record with this sort of thing. Hannibal Hannibal was it was I think three seasons and it was like Yes, it was three. That run was really good and the other half was pretty bad in my opinion. Um but it sounds very similar to what he did with that, like just sort of slowly um never got around to the Buffalo Bill story, which I think was rumored if they did do a season four, that would have been it. But they got to the Red Dragon story. Um, they did sort of their version of the Hannibal movie where he's in Italy. Um, so, you know, 
Brian Fuller kind of knows how to take those characters and, and string it along throughout the run of a TV show. So there's no reason to think he couldn't do it with Friday the 13th. Yeah, I mean, this shows if it happens, it's a bona fide hit. It's it's right off the cuff, gonna just make it onto the airs, an instant hit. It's because of the name alone and the fact that uh, I know for a fact that Hannibal has its fair share of, like, you know, fans. Like, it's a lot of people in the genre. And in in the horror community, like, like just love that show to death, Hannibal. Another reason is because of the fact that Don Mancini, uh, who's in, you know who runs Chucky, was involved in that show as well. I think he came on to the show after like the second season or something like that, and was like an EP and writer for a bunch of episodes. So, but yeah, we shall see. You know. Like, this project was literally just announced yesterday, and, um, you know, it's, it's, if it's gonna happen, it, it'll probably happen, like, next Halloween season, if anything. That's just my guess. Um, anyway, moving on. So, like I said, kind of a slow news week. The only other thing I had to really bring up, you know, is... A quiet place day one news. Do you just start? Has anybody seen a quiet place part two? Or we even let's let's back that up even one more. Have we seen the first film? Where are we at on the quiet place series? I saw the first one in the movie theaters, but I haven't I haven't seen the second one yet. Right. The first one was so good that like I'm having trouble thinking about watching the second one because I don't know if it's going to like live up to the first one. If that makes sense. I think part two is excellent. I thought really? part one, I thought the first film was average. I remember coming out of the theater thinking, I don't understand the hype around this movie. It's just, it was just fine. You know, it didn't really, yeah. it, it didn't wow me, but for whatever reason, part two came and me and Madeline went and called it and I was blown away by just how much I loved that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, being it was one like of my favorite big... films the last year. It's one of my favorite films that, that you know, had came out um, last year. So, yeah. I mean, like me being like a huge Office fan, like obviously, you know, I wanted to see what John Krasinski did with, you know, writing and directing and stuff. But, yeah. um, I, I I I thought the first one was great. I mean, for like putting your work out there for the first time, I think mm-hmm. he like knocked it out of the park. So I yeah. I want more from John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, so I know I know this um this day one because now we're just gonna kind of expand these movies and, and create, you know, this whatever the name for it is this universe or whatever i don't know and now it's you know day one even though technically we saw day one already in the beginning of part two but i digress so this is based off of quote unquote an idea from john krasinski he's not directing it he's just um i i don't know if he's gonna get like a story credit or how that works but uh the quote that i read is uh he's involved because this this movie this a quiet place day one is 
based off of his uh, based off of an idea his so we'll see but uh justin we don't have too many conversations about a quiet place where are you at on these films oh i'm, I'm just like you on the first one i saw it I, I didn't go to the movies to see it i saw it on dvd or whatever i don't cable wherever and um i thought it was fine like i didn't hate it by any means but i didn't love it and mm-hmm. I, when i heard there was a second one i was like i don't i just wasn't psyched enough after the first one to, to no want rush. more of that so, yeah so it's on epics all the time but i've never watched it it's something that like if my wife or my daughter or somebody put it on i'd sit there and watch it with them but there, i can't imagine the scenario where i'm ever going to put it on so i'm, I'm kind of yeah. my feeling about any additional quiet place movies they do fair enough andrew where are you at on these movies i've honestly never seen them before Okay, I had a feeling that's what you were gonna say. So is it a is it a show or like a movie? No, we don't movie. know yet. Movie. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> the actual news. So they went ahead and announced earlier today that um, Lapita Yongo is gonna be in it as the, the lead. So it's kind of um, I don't know if you want to call this a career setback because I mean. She's going from big roles like the Wakanda, the, the yeah Wakanda Forever. The, I was gonna say the Black Panther movies, and she had that lead role in Us, and um, she wasn't a nope though. But of course, you know she had the minor roles in the Star Wars movies. I just uh, I don't know. I just see this as kind of like a digression for her career. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not. This has nothing to do with her performance or what I think her performance is going to come off as I think she's going to knock it out of the park but um I don't know she likes to have fun with with uh, her career I noticed too because she was in I keep forgetting that she did that movie Little Monsters that's on Hulu with Josh Gad the zombie film where she's the kindergarten teacher on the field trip and the zombie outbreak occurs and Oh, she, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, that's a fun, fun, fun movie. Um, so, yeah. And, and, of course, she was in... What else was she in? I think she was in that Liam Neeson movie, Nonstop. Anyway, the point is, this is... Yeah, I wish her all the best. I, I think she's going to do awesome. She's going to be a badass because she is a badass. However, I'm just kind of questioning why we're doing quiet place prequels instead of just you know whatever i mean it's her career whatever she wants to do you know she's earned that right i just personally wouldn't have went this direction but who knows maybe i maybe i'll be end up eating my words in 2024 when this when it finally comes out because i know it got bumped a year because uh yeah the production i'd like to see her in more stuff like us and less big budget kind of genre stuff if I had my druthers there you go see um so yeah hopefully next week we'll have some more news to talk about not that I really care like I said I'm, I'm half the reason I do this is just to hang out and talk to you guys so uh we can move on then to um coming attractions coming soon to theaters so we can uh talk about this Christmas story Christmas trailer that dropped today Life moves fast. One day you're playing kick the can with kids named Flick and Schwartz. I triple dog dare you! And the next thing you know, you're a certified adult. Ralphie! 
Ralph, dear old man. Fragile. He was the best. Ralphie, promise me we're gonna make this a wonderful Christmas. That would make your father so happy. I promise. What had I done? And now it was all up to me? I suggest you start drinking and don't stop till New Year's. Hey kids, who wants to go see Santa? This is amazing, incredible. We will meet you right here when you're done. Don't let him kick you in the face. Huh? It's the half happy season. No, um, no, when it's just us decorating, it kind of feels like child labor. Honey, it's not labor if we don't pay you. Yeah. Cheers. There'll be much mistletoe. My dad made this all look so easy. Mm. That doesn't mean it was easy. Most wonderful time of the year. Schwartz, I triple dog dare you. Oh, I got it now. That's brutal. It's the most wonderful time. Slowly I could feel the Christmas ember beginning to glow again. Well, first off, where's everybody at on A Christmas Story? We can start there. I mean, me, I'll start. I'll kick it off. Um, I like A Christmas Story. I'm not gung-ho crazy about it the way a lot of people are. And I think the reason behind that is TNT kind of fucked things up by doing their 24-hour marathons every single year from, like, I think it started in like the mid-90s at some point and it just went on and on and never stopped. I think they're still doing them fucking things on TNT on Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Yep, but I'm here for it. You know, <laughs> and I and, and God bless you, you know. I love people like you, but I like the movie, though. I, I'm a big fan, like I said, though. It's just, it's, it's my least favorite of like the bigger known holiday films like Christmas with the Cranks, or um, Christmas Vacation, obviously, or even Elf and, and, and stuff like that. But this looks fun, and I'm surprised that he was able to get everybody back for this. Like, it doesn't matter where you went with your career, everyone's welcome back for a Christmas Story Christmas. Um, but, Justin, what do you think of this? Um, well, first of all, the Christmas Story is... Oh, yeah, where are you where are you at on Christmas story? Duh. It's easily my favorite Christmas movie. I'm not like a guy who loves a ton of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but a Christmas story. It came out when I was 10. I saw it in the movie theater. Like it was just it, I think it came out in like fucking August. It didn't even come out around Christmas. <laughs> um, but like I just loved it from day one and I never understood why more people didn't like it at first. And then I was always kind of happy when it caught on. I'm like Jocelyn. I'll watch it at least once a year when it's on T- or, or once at Christmas when it's on TNT. I got to get at least one viewing in. Um, so I, and I, I love Bob Clark. Like it's, there's just so much about it that, that I just love about that movie. Um, having said that, this looks really bad in my opinion. Uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> to, I'm not like angry, like, Oh my God, they, they ruined my childhood sort of thing. Like, I just don't, I don't care. I, I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. 
think it was perfectly mediocre at best. Um, yeah, it's it's fine, whatever. It, I, I'm like you. I am surprised that they were able to get. Not that everybody was clamoring for these people, but I'm surprised that some of them are even still actors, or maybe they're not still actors and they came back just for this. But that alone is is the coolest thing about it, in my opinion. Um, kind of sucks they couldn't get Melinda Dillon her performance. Yeah, I noticed the, that. Yeah, they got I, Julia I, Haggerty I, instead. Julia Haggerty. Yeah, she apparently Melinda Dillon retired from acting and she just you know doesn't do anything. So um, her performance in the in a Christmas Story is one of my all time favorite performances. Yeah, um, it's good. That, yeah, Gavin. Uh, what's his last name? I want to say McCloud. Is that right? Is it Gavin McCloud or is he a different guy? Anyway, the yeah. dad like. Uh, his performance is, is an all-timer. Like, I just love everything about that. Of course, you'll shoot your eye out. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, I like the gag on this mo- in the, the trailer for this new one where uh, they, they, t- they take him back to the mall with the, the overhead Santa, and he's like, don't let Santa kick you down the slide or whatever. And his wife says something. She's like, <laughs> well, kick him down the slide. Like, what? Like, it's just funny. Like, the up-close shots of all... The, all the elves and shit in the movie, um, the, the the whole Red Rider BB gun. Um, I love the, the the gag with the dogs constantly running through the house. The dogs from next door, you know. There's so much to love about it. Sons bitches. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I saw a, like a very brief glimpse of uh, Farkas, Scott Farkas, Scott Farkas. Uh, yeah, Zach Ward's yeah. back. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Scott Schwartz didn't he go on to be like a, a gay porno actor or something? <laughs> I don't know if he was a gay porno actor, but here's the thing: it sucked. Oh, no, that was he, Evil Ed. He was in porno. He went from Fright Night. Yeah, I think he became a gay porno. Actor. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. I have no idea. How this got to uh, talking about gay evil? What a, what a but. tidbit! <laughs> <laughs> but Scott Schwartz, it sucked because he was in pornos, so that's kind of embarrassing. But he didn't even like he wasn't fucking in them. He was like just an a- he was like an actual actor in the porno movies and didn't even get to do anything fun. So it was oh like, no, it's really shitty. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the story with his porno career. He was just like the sweaty extra who just stood there <laughs> was, and like jerked <laughs> off in the like, corner. Yeah, he was like the Ryan Reynolds and Free Guy. Like he didn't get to really do any of the action. He was just like in the background for it. <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm looking at uh I'm looking at Steven Jeffries right now. Is that Evil Ed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every day. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, but then we learn something true every day. I'm not yeah. Sure it's a true story. <laughs> Steven Jeffries gay porn. Uh, <laughs> the FBI's flagging your search history. I know. Right? I know. I'm like, watch what comes up. <laughs> Be careful. Ha! Huh. Steven Jeffries, the spiky haired young actor who is so memorable in Heaven Help Us and Fright Night, began performing in X rated gay porn films in the late 90s under the name Sam Redder. Hmm. I don't know where that name came from, Sam Redder, but hey. I knew I wasn't imagining shit, and there he fucking is, Honk Hotel, starring Stephen Jeffries. 
five. I'm gonna have to go back through my um, gay porn collection and see if I notice him in that dub. Five playful <laughs> screw ups get a heavenly summer job with the boss from hell. <laughs> and of course, the only guy with clothes on, Stephen Jeffries. I guess he's the guy. He's the boss from hell. He's the Scott Schwartz. He doesn't really get to participate in the action. And there he is with his fucking O face, Sam Ritter. <laughs> I knew I wasn't fucking making this shit up. I knew. That's I knew something. Anyway. This transpired great. I know, man. This escalated quickly. So let's uh <laughs> get back to Scott Schwartz. Anyway, um, yeah, this this and then who's the other guy? The guy who plays um Randy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that kid in another movie. Oh, oh okay. Ian Petrella? Yeah, what about R.D. Robb who plays Schwartz? Apparently he wrote and directed Don's Plum. I never knew that. You know what Don's Plum is, right? Plum, that sounds familiar. Which one was that? That's that movie that got, like, pulled. That had, like, Leo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, Kevin Connolly ah, from, like, 20 okay. years ago. Yes. They were all, like, it's like a black and white movie that, like, Leo... Like took the they, court. Like, blocked the distribution. He blocked yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He blocked it from getting released. I think Miramax is gonna put it out or some shit like that. Yeah. And, and so that was... guy directed it. Yeah, already Rob yeah. directed it, and he's one of five writers credited. <laughs> Holy shit! That movie had five writers. Okay. <laughs> you learn something every day. Oh, that's where I recognized him from as well. He was Charlie Anderson in the Brady Bunch movie. The guy who was obs- the, the 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 nice kid who was obsessed with Marsha. For all you Brady Bunch movie fans out there, I was one of them. Oh shit! So, Andrew, what'd you think of this trailer? Where are you out on a Christmas story? I love Christmas story. I feel like it goes hand in hand with Christmas, and Christmas doesn't seem the same without watching it at least once. And I thoroughly enjoyed the trailer, honestly. I didn't think I was going to really enjoy it, but I watched it twice, and I'm excited to actually sit down and watch it. I'm going to wait till Christmas Day, though. I'm not going to watch uh, it before. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird they're putting this out a week before Thanksgiving instead of just waiting well, another I was, month. I was actually double-checking the release date on that Christmas story that Justin was talking about. It actually came out early November. Did it? I, for some reason, I felt, felt like it was in the summer. Like, just it did not match the season whatsoever. But okay. Yeah, well, I mean, early November doesn't really match the season either. You know what I mean? No, so. he's not half wrong, though, because there definitely was a big Christmas movie that came out in, like, the most un time of the year. And I'm, I'm having trouble putting my finger on what it was. I don't know. Something came out non-Christmas. Maybe I, Christmas Vacation? No, because that came out. That definitely came out in November of eighty nine. Yeah, I feel like that was November, or December. I went to that. Yeah, saw that, that definitely came out Christmas season. It's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Um. So, anyway, we can move on to our. Yeah, let's do our weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Jocelyn, throw us a recommendation. All right. Um, I'm going to recommend Clerks 3. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, So we can have this conversation. No, we can't because you two, Andrew and Justin, haven't seen it. You can have it. I have seen it. Oh, you have, Andrew. I thought Andrew had seen it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Chat away. Chat Um, away. Why are you not going to see it, Justin? 
He's I'm already been vocal Smith. about this. I mean, uh, okay. I'll tell you what. I, I did actually. Clerks 2 has been, I guess because of the release of Clerks 3. Clerks 2 has been running on Showtime a lot recently. And I, I didn't see it from beginning to end. But I watched about the second half of it. And it, I believe me, I'm not rushing out to see Clerks 3 anytime <laughs> soon. Well, like, he saw okay. the donkey show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually missed that part. I had to run out and either pick up my daughter or do something. It was it was leading up to that part. <laughs> I, I didn't get to see it. Um. So at, after I saw it, basically, I don't know. Like I explained to like Ed when I after I had watched it, I said that it's like I feel like all three movies just have like a different feel to it. Like. Like, the first one is, like, this, you know, funny, you know, like, indie kind of, like, small You gotta check out this movie from this guy, Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, it's very... I mean, I like Clerks, but it's probably my least favorite out of the three, honestly. But then, like, the second one, I just, I feel like the second one, like, you just fucking laugh from beginning to end. Like, the banter between, like, Randall and Elias just, like, completely sets me over the edge. Yeah, he went over the top with the goofy humor in the second one, but it pays off in spades. Yeah, it's it's just funny. It's so funny. And then the second one, the third one, I mean... I didn't understand what you meant by when you when you gave us like your review saying like it was dry and you didn't like laugh at the beginning and stuff like the first fucking part of it is Randall and Elias going off on that damn freaking argument rant again together oh, I have- and I was just losing my mind laughing. It just it just felt I about forced myself at that beginning. It was right. Hard. It was so good. <laughs> it didn't hit me immediately, unfortunately, but you know, it definitely did. I mean, the movie's great. The ending, holy shit! When he says, "You're not even supposed to be here today," I fucking yeah. lost it. I fucking wept in the theater. Could not. That was just a harsh fucking blow that I was not expecting. Other yeah. than that, the fucking movie did have me towards the end, but again, it didn't. You know, it didn't have me at first. Uh, I, I don't know if it was the fact that I've heard Welcome to the Black Parade one too many fucking times in my life, and I did not need the entire opening scene being the entire fucking song. But, you know, it, it had its moments. I like the part where the song kicks in towards the end, and you see Jay and Silent Bob, and they come out of the High Life store, or whatever it's called. And, uh, or no, it's uh, Randall comes out of there first, and he walks over to see his buddy working at the quick stop. That was a good moment. Um... I loved seeing all they got as many people as they could back from the first film. Yeah. Everybody I mean, I just... unfortunately couldn't get Caitlin Bray. Um, but they were able to get everyone from the fucking the old guy who just stands there and watches the cat shitting on the, the in the litter box. They got they fucking found him and got him back. Like, Kevin, how'd you find out these people? Like they he managed to get so many people back. And I also liked the touch at the end. Uh, instead of you seeing, because the first film obviously ends with, yeah, um, um, fanboy, Steve Dave. Uh, uh, fuck. Starts with a W. He runs the quicks. He runs the fucking Wolf complex. Flanagan? Wolf oh, Flanagan. Yeah, Wolf Thank Flanagan. you. Wolf Flanagan, the last shot's him inspecting the, the, the milk. I like how they substituted him with uh, Kevin's daughter. And Harley that last Quinn's shot, Harley yeah. Quinn's in there doing it. That was cool. 
Yeah. Because I think in the and, second and one's his the, mom doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, like, I feel like the third movie is just like a mix of like the first and second movie. And it's like... It essentially is. It's Yeah, and it's like, it just brings like that, you know, good feeling of like the nostalgia of like both the movies and stuff. And, you know, and, and obviously, you know, it's just like that one final hurrah of you know clerks that yeah. you're probably never gonna ever see again but um oh, no there, there will not be a clerks four. yeah trust me on and that and i mean like this i went it. in i went into the movie because you know i'm not a big per- i'm not a big fan of like re- not remake but like sequel after sequel after Sequels, sequel right yeah but like i um and the newest um jay and silent bob i i hate it i didn't i was not a fan at all so I kind of felt like this was the type of movie it was going to be the same thing like the sit you know jay and silent bob reboot whatever but um i just i i i don't know i was caught off guard yeah like i mean i cried more than i wanted to cry in that movie and i think i you know laughed more than i expected to so it's it's a great movie and if you're a big clerks fan um I can't really say Kevin Smith fan because I also watched Tusk in the last couple weeks and I don't know what the fuck happened to my brain cells <laughs> when I was watching it. But, um... That was your first time? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but... I'm sorry, but that movie's just not great. It's terrible. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but Clark, Clerks 3 is great. I mean, it, if you're Clerks fan, it's, it's definitely a must-see. It, it's great. All right, Andrew. Recommend. All right, so this week. <laughs> what do you got for <laughs> us? <laughs> so this week, I've got a 1982 drama film that spans 50 minutes long. It's called The Juggler of Notre Dame. Yeah. Modernized and Americanized version of a story of a juggler who performs before the statue of the Virgin Mary. Pitches <laughs> $2 on Amazon video. And it's not a waste of your time because it's only 50 minutes. As a matter of fact, you just turn that on in the background and walk away if you want. It's got background Carl noise, Carlson. Yes. It's got it's got Carl Carlson. I have no idea who that is, but he's, gonna, he's got the name Carl in his name twice. So that's cool. All right. What are you uh, going to really recommend on us now? That was great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really recommend Total Recall. Which so I one? Just sat Which down one? I have to ask that question. Ago, the, 19, the 1990 version. Okay. I don't hate the remake. I actually enjoy the remake. <laughs> the remake's pretty good. I don't understand why people hate that. I I hate it. I just wanted him to, uh, you know, explain which one he watched. Oh. I thought I the remake was the remake. Eh, okay. Didn't hate it. I don't curse it. I don't know. I just sat down and watched Total Recall the other day on my day off, and thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, geez, I probably haven't watched that film in over a decade when the remake came out, and I wanted to brush up on it. But yeah, I got you know. five kids to feed. See you at the party, Richter. Yeah. Okay. Get ready for just, a big call, surprise. Movie's just a classic banger with them Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. But it's just a fun days. film to sit down and watch. So. Six, six days. Six days. Six days. I think that's what he says. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great shit. Justin, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you recommend it on us? What have you watched recently that you um, I, I, tell the world to watch? 
Yeah, this wasn't intended to be my recommendation for the week, but I just wanted to say I finally caught up with X because I know you guys have all. I don't know. Okay, about what did you think of X? <laughs> Here we go. I like, I like that. Thank I, you. I thought, I thought it was pretty. Now look, it's just it's nothing more than a pastiche movie. It's just like oh, yeah. Ty West just remaking a movie like his what you know he liked about movies from the 70s really, particularly he made that like film with the genre on his sleeve so yeah. would, but, would you say that would you say that x gave it to you <laughs> <laughs> as a dmx fan i'm embarrassed that it took a minute for that to like really register again so, yeah um but yeah, no, I I thought it's enjoyable enough. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Pearl and and Maxine whenever oh, oh. that comes up. So um, yeah, so X was good. The one I want to recommend though, um, and then we talked about it on Twitter a little bit, is this movie from I I believe it's '71 called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Yeah, yeah, like I've read about it over the years, and it just always sounded like kind of like a dry sort. Like I was going to find it to be Jessica a little too Walter. Dry. No, Jessica Walter's not in it. I thought that was her. Oh, wait, what am I thinking about then? No, the the lead actress's name is. Oh shit! What's her name? I should have wrote it down. It's like Zofra something or other. She Zofra. was actually in. Uh, she's, uh, I believe, George C. Scott's wife in Exorcist Three is what you might uh, know her from. Oh, I was thinking about Play Misty for me. Whoops. Oh yeah, wrong yeah, movie. No, no, that, that's the uh, the Clint Eastwood movie. No, this Je- let's scare Jessica to death. It's like, uh, so it starts off, you, you, they don't come right out and say it, but you find out that she's had, the the, the character Jessica recently had a nervous oh, breakdown. John Hancock directed it. Yes, John Hancock We almost had it. him on the show about a year ago. Oh, you serious? That's right, I do remember. I didn't put that together, but now you're saying that. What's, what's the big thing that he did that he's sort of most well-known for? Looking at his filmography, I'd say Prince. No, well, well that's uncredited. Looks like he did an uncredited. I don't know. I feel like there's one thing. Yeah, not, it's, it's, it looks like his biggest anything. movie would be 1989's Prancer. Hmm. I was thinking there was something else, like in the late 70s or early 80s. But at any rate, yes, he's he's the guy who directed it. And um, so the character Jessica recently had a nervous breakdown. Her husband, her, and a friend of theirs move out to like the countryside like the new york uh you know like uh whatever the suburbs is in new york i'm spacing out at the moment but um so they move in this little town and you know the house they move into has a history sort of thing so it has like all these elements of other moves and becomes like a vampire story at a certain point or is the woman just crazy and it's all in her head or is it really happening? It's all these elements that you've seen in other movies before, but it's done really well. And um, I got to look up this woman's name because she is so fucking good in this movie um, that she's worth the price of admission. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's not like gory or doesn't have a ton of like, you know, not some scares. It's like I said, right. it's early 70s. So you got to keep that in mind. Uh, Z- Zora Lampert is her name. Um, her her performance is worth was made the entire movie. It's worth watching. She's that fucking good. Like 
even when she's quote unquote normal at the beginning, she still seems like a kook and mm-hmm. you just have no problem believing that she's a crazy person. So, right. um, yeah, if you, if you stumble across this movie, I, I would say search it out. But if you happen to stumble across it, definitely check it out. All right. Well, I guess uh, it's my turn. My recommendation. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm recommending Dark Man. Uh, I picked up this Scream Factory disc from Soundgarden last week, and just reminded myself of, uh, just how hilarious and downright fun that movie is. Oh, it's so much fucking fun! I had a blast watching it again. The Pink Elephant, if you please. Yes, the Pink Elephant. <laughs> nah, can't do that. And it co-stars Larry Drake from last month's Doctor Giggles episodes. There you have it. Um, you know, it's what, what can I say about this movie that? hasn't been said before that people listening to this probably already know about it's dark man it's the famous sam raimi um he was trying to make a boy well, i guess universal turned it into a franchise just it wasn't the franchise that sam wanted and his character basically gets killed by a bunch of uh this this group uh led by durant played by larry drake who i just mentioned um uh, Benny from LA Law. So he comes back and he's a scientist and he has the, you know, he's got this technique where he's able to create basically using this ahead of its time state of the art 3D printer. He can print skin to wear, but he only can only wear it for X amount of time before it goes. And it was just a cool design. The concept was there. You had the Danny Elfman score. Um, you had that, you had that Sam Raimi touch that that he gives a lot of his movies, um, but for reasons I'll never understand, you know, the, the it just didn't really go to the levels that it could have went that that movie and the franchise behind it. But I'm gonna always defend this movie till the day I close my eyes, even beyond that my my legacy will be like go watch dark man so it's gonna be one of those joints but uh yeah i i, I can't praise this movie enough and um every now and then it'll be a while since i've watched it and i'm just like yeah that movie's okay it's pretty good and then i'll rewatch it and i'm like holy fucking shit dark man's the best so that's where i'm kind of at right now dark man's the fucking best so y'all should go check it out and then um even if you've seen it before see it again because it's just that damn good and deserves your attention not once not twice but sometimes thrice so yeah now that we can um kind of simmer down on the movie conversation and talk some football because we're entering what week nine in the nfl this week I know, yes. it, I know it's been a few weeks, but we got some pick'ems. Before we get into our pick'ems, though, for Week 9, Jocelyn, I believe you have some score updates for us. Yes, I do, because I'm OCD, and I like this type of stuff. Awesome. Um. All right. <laughs> Lay it on us. So, Ed, you are unfortunately in last place. How the hell did 50, that happen? 56. Okay. Damn. Andrew, you are in fourth with 59. Corey is in third with 62. All right. Justin is in second with 65. Okay. Which means I'm in first with 74. 74. How do you do that? 
She, give me how she do that. <laughs> she keeps track. That's how you do it. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, lo- <laughs> I love football. I really do. Yeah. All right. Well, shit. All right. Well, um, let's start with the first game then. Kicking off week nine. Uh, by the time this episode drops, this game would have already happened. It's the Thursday night game. We got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling down to Houston to battle the Texans. Um, I went ahead and I picked the Eagles because anyone else who picks the Houstons or either a homer were a fucking idiot. <laughs> so. boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we can just do the same order going around Robin, Jocelyn next, then Justin, then Andrew. No, no, I'm sorry, Jocelyn, then Andrew, then Justin. Um, yeah, I... Everybody pick uh, Philadelphia, and we'll move forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Phillies. I picked the Phillies. Cool. Um, and then we got the Colts traveling to the... I like how he just continues on. <laughs> I mean, you want to keep talking about this game? No. Well, does anybody? Does everybody want to lock in their team, just in case there's no confusion? Yeah, Justin, no, you're... I'm... Okay. Sure. All right. Oh, cool. I, when I whatever answer I give, it's locked already. I don't. I don't give it till it's locked in. So. Well, you went first. I, I just meant like. You know what? You know else. what, Miss OCD? Just, just, just. You know what? Just, just. <laughs> that's all I can say right now. Just. Uh, anyway, next game is the Colts versus the Patriots. Um, I had to think about this one for a second, but then I was like. Uh, I got a feeling about the Colts in this game, even though it's probably going to be New England. Belichick just just hates losing, but I don't know something about. I know the Colts are fucking terrible, not the worst, but they're not the best. Um, I mean Jonathan Taylor's got to do something. I'm hoping he can come around. I'm hoping Pittman can come around. I'm I'm hoping their quarterback situation can come around. So, uh, but but like I said, I'm going with my gut with this game, and I picked the Colts. So, all right, and I am picking the Patriots. Yeah, I got a feeling I'm going to be alone on this island with this pick. Patriots and Patriots. Yep, I'm totally by myself. Wilson. I'm sure Corey is probably going to go Patriots too. Yeah, that's like his team, right? Yep, sure is. All right, so that was quick and painless. Uh, next up, we got the Packers traveling to Detroit, the Battle of the Lions. Um, yeah, this is kind of a coin flipper here because both teams are pretty fucking bad right now. But, I mean, I can't really see Aaron Rodgers losing four games in a row, can we? I don't know. For that yeah. reason alone, oh. I picked the Packers. Hopefully not. <laughs> I picked the Packers. Yeah, my- what, Justin? I was going to say, my, my theory is always you don't really bet against Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but both of them have been proving me wrong this year in that regard, so I have to rethink that strategy. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, Andrew? I mean, I guess I'll go in Green Bay, but <laughs> I'm not really happy with that decision. <laughs> uh, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's next? Did Jocelyn pick? Yet on that one? Uh, I'm going Packers. Oh. Yeah, just for the record, I'm going Packers too, even though. Uh, so everyone went Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Social. Uh, Chargers and the Falcons is next up. What did I pick for that game? I mean, Chargers. 
Falc. I mean, Chargers are good. They have their moments, though, where they just kind of, like, have a game when they get their asses handed back to them, and it's like, what the fuck just happened? This could be one of those games. Um, I mean, I guess I could say the same thing about the way the uh, Falcons have been playing all year. I mean, they've been winning a lot of games. They've been beating some surprise teams. But I'll tell you what, none of that shit's got anything to do with Marcus Mariota. That's for damn sure. He might have thrown himself a touchdown pass in the playoff game against the, the the Chiefs like six, seven seasons ago with that, you know, that it's neither here nor there. So I went with uh, the Chargers. Figured I'd stay All within right. uh, my territory or my uh, division. And I am going Chargers too. Alright. I'm going to go Falcons. Alright. Yeah, I'm going Falcons too. Oh. Care to, uh, Explain your answers or your picks on it. Not answers. Because neither one of these teams are great, and Falcons have home field advantage, and that's what I'm going off of. All right, fair enough. Justin, yeah, my, I my think reason. Justin just doesn't want to pick the same as me. <laughs> no, yeah, that would be the way to do it if I want to make this a competition. But no, yeah, because last week we had the same exact picks. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, great. So even if I get everything absolutely right, I make up no ground. So. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just. It, Pretty much for the reasons Andrew said, like this was a coin toss, more or less. And I, I'll usually, if I'm that close either way, I'll go with the home team. All right. Next up, we got the Bills taking on the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, Bills. <laughs> I don't even have anything witty to say about this game. Just Bills. Yeah, same. I'm going Bills too. I'm gonna go with Bills because Joe Flacco isn't playing anymore. Hey, yeah, he Bills had a run. The Jets are coming back down to earth. Their their little moment in the sun, I think, is over. All right, easy enough. Next game, we have the Vikings traveling down to D.C. to play the Commanders. And I went ahead and I picked the Vikings, even though I kind of almost instantly regretted it after I wrote the answer in, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still riding with them, I guess. Um, yeah, Jocelyn. I got Vikings. Jocelyn, who you got? Uh, I mean, that's cool, because I'm going Vikings, too. Yeah. So, oh, Easy enough. I'm going to go Vikings. And that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Vikings. Bengals and Panthers is the next game. That's on Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern. Um, yeah, what with the Bengals? You know, jokes aside, the Panthers are a sorry-ass team. They don't even have a, a dependable quarterback at the helm. So, for all those reasons, obviously, and for the fact that they're good, even though I don't know what happened with that Cleveland game the other night, who with the Bengals for this game? Uh, yeah, I'm going Bengals, too. Going Bengals. Bengals. Panthers are really bad. Damn. All right. Well then, uh, let's see what's after that. Panthers. Oh, we got the Raiders and the Jags. Um, so I picked the Jags, but um, th- this game really—I mean, Trevor Lawrence. First off, I got this fucking guy in my dynasty league. 
I drafted him last year, obviously, thinking I could just put him on, you know, the bench and just, he'll, he'll get better after a season or so. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Um, dodged a couple bullets with Urban Meyer, but then, you know, this season now, started off pretty strong. Started off the season pretty damn strong. And, you know, why wouldn't he? He's got, you know, a new coach. He's got all these, uh, I don't know. I'm starting to get ahead of myself. But I just, I just, yeah. Jocelyn, who are you picking? <laughs> Wait, who'd you pick? Uh, Jags. Oh, okay. I am also going to go with the Jaguars, too. Yeah, I just think that, especially after that, fucking getting shut out the buckle this past week from Oakland. Or uh, Vegas, sorry, the Raiders. I just have no, um, they're just getting, they're a shit team to me. So. You may as well just there's, say they're from Oakland. They don't know where they're at. I know. There's been some really weird fucking games this year. Oh, you like, ain't kidding. It's been nuts. Weird. Yeah. And fucking, I still can't get over the fact that the fucking Colts beat us. When I say us, I'm talking about the Chiefs. That's my team. Yeah, I know. But the listeners don't. <laughs> um, no, I, I still don't. I can't wrap my head around that one. Week three, I'm still going to be. Um, that one. Yeah. Anyway, Justin, where are you at on this game? Um, I mean, this is a coin toss game, so I'll go Raiders just so Jocelyn and I don't have to say <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like it. Uh, next up, Dolphins and Bears. Oh, not going to ask me? I thought oh, you yeah, went. Andrew. I thought he, he went. Oh, my bad. Sorry, Andrew. You, no, you... he said something, but he didn't say his pick, though. I was just making fun of the Raiders because they suck, so I'm going to go with the Jags. <laughs> you can continue forward now. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Dolphins and Bears. Oh, my. Dolphins. <laughs> Fucking Bears are just, just, they're they're not, I don't know, they're getting better, but they can't. Yeah. Got Tua. that there, Chase Claypool, fella. Yeah, I, I heard about that. But no, Tua is fucking undefeated so far uh, this season, so let's keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, I'm going Dolphins, too. Alright. I'm going to go with Dolphins, because they're ultimately a better team. Yeah, I'm tempted to pick the Bears again, just so Jocelyn and I don't have to say anything. <laughs> Don't no. pick the Bears, they're terrible. Yeah, right. yeah, no. <laughs> All right, let's see here. We got... Oh, Seahawks and Cardinals. I feel like this game happens all the time. It must be in the same division. So, yeah. Um, Cardinals are good. They got DeAndre Hopkins back. They're even better. For that reason alone... I'm going Cardinals. I know there's a lot of love out there for Geno Smith, and who can, who, you know, I don't blame him. But, uh, I, like I said, ever since Hopkins came back on the Cardinals, like him and uh, Kyler are just, they, they, you, they, they can do no wrong together. So, Cardinals, by a lot. <laughs> Jocelyn, who you got? I'm going Seahawks. Okay. I'm going to go Seahawks, too. All right. And I'm going to go Cardinals for the reasons that Ed stated. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, got a few games left. Uh, Rams and Bucks. So if uh, Tom Brady loses this one, he will be 
That'd be four games in a row he's lost. Is that is that? Where we're he's at at now? four now, isn't he? No, he's at three now. It's only three. I thought they were already at four. Mm. That divorce is hitting him hard, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Can't tell who's divorcing him. Giselle or football. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who's up? You. You. You didn't say it. <laughs> oh, I thought I did. Bucks. I just can't see Tom losing four in a row. I mean, he can. Anyone can. But, I mean, his life situation right now is just, I don't know, all over the place. Another loss is that how much punishment does this guy need? I know I'm being easy on the guy. I don't like him, but still. I don't know. Buccaneers. Fuck the Rams. <clears throat> Alright, I'm going Bucks too. Alright. I'm gonna go to Rams, because I feel like Tom Brady just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's a part of me that says they finalize the divorce this week, so maybe that takes some of the weight off his shoulders. You know, there's no gray area at this point. But I think he's on some sort of downward spiral here. So I'm going to go Rams. Does anybody else think this is like the quickest divorce you've ever heard of in your entire I, life? I, I was do. thinking that yesterday. Like, like <laughs> I heard they, they split no and it's time. like, now they're divorced. Like, what the fuck? Like, in Maryland, don't you have to be like separated for like a year yes. legally with like proof or something? Yes. It's crazy. It's, yeah. I don't know. But it, they're both officially single, so... Anyway, we can move to the Sunday night game. My Chiefs taking on them Titans. And, um... Look. Titans are starting to make this, like, mid-season comeback that they always do. But they're not going to get past us. Fuck that. Going the Chiefs all the way. Chiefs by double digits. I'm even going to throw that little on top. Double digits, baby. Yeah, I already had your initial under the Chiefs anyway. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Chiefs too. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs. My head saying Chiefs, but I'm gonna go Titans. All right, mix Oof. it up a little. All right. Final game of the week. Raven Saints, Monday Night Football. I've got the Saints, but no. I've got the Ravens. <laughs> I've got the Ravens. Jocelyn, who are you picking? Oh, Ravens, of course. I'm assuming all you I know fucking where Andrew's are going. picking the Ravens. I mean, the Saints are my team. No. I'm going with the Ravens. Oh, shit. <laughs> I knew it. Man. I knew it. They're not having the best season. It's unfortunate. <laughs> They got rid of Drew Brees and everything went to shit. Ravens. Ravens. Alright. Those are the picks for week nine. The film effect picks. Um, Yeah, that's all. Moving on. No. This is the end of the episode. Shit, it's it's time to put a pin (laughs) on this sucker and wrap this baby up. If you're interested in hearing more Film Effect episodes, you're in luck, because we have quite the collection of never-running episodes. Everything from That Thing You Do to The Evil Dead 2. 
stay in the know by following along on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all links in the episode notes. Leave us a rating or review on Apple, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you listen that allows you to do so. I want to thank all my co-hosts once again for being the awesome bunch that they are. And until next week, I'm Ed. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And I'm Corey. And this has been the Film Effect Podcast. Take care now. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Good night. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, bye.